Hello everyone, my name is Shiv. And I'm Shay. And welcome back to the Shiv and Shay podcast. Woo, 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 woo. Woo, 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 woo. It's been a while, isn't it, sis? It has. And what's interesting, this is the first time we're actually recording together. Yay. So it will be an experience. Forgive us if we're laughing. I know, I know. <laughs> but I think the amazing thing is that we were able to start this podcast off during lockdown, something mm. that we both um really had to journey through and we had to be a bit innovative you know do it from the comfort of our home but now we can do it together which is good it's true yeah but shay tell us where have you been where have we been where have we been (laughs) so our last podcast was about june uh, so since then we've had quite a busy summer actually i think church has opened up for you Mm -hmm. Uh, i had summer at work was long but amazing. Mm. Obviously your wedding, Yay. which was amazing. Do you want to tell us a little ah, bit about that? Ah, yes. Today? I finally got to have the wedding of my dreams, our dreams, should I say. As you know, um, in the last one, um, I got married in a pan- pandemic. It's a pandemic. In a pandemic. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were able to celebrate our big day in the way that we planned to originally and it was amazing yeah. the most beautiful day really emotional really fun like even now so like auntie's coming up to me some people i don't even know oh your wedding was lit it was lit i was like what do you know about lit and <laughs> secondly i didn't see you there but um but yeah like i think obviously we've now come out of lockdown so you know semi well more or less yeah. out of lockdown but like what what for you, Shay, was the best part about working from home? Because obviously now working from home life, they're trying to make it come to an end. Like what what did you love the most about working from home? Um, so interestingly, obviously I started my, my new job during lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I was actually in the office some days mm-hmm. and then working from home. But what was really good is just waking up moments before a meeting and just, <laughs> hey, I'm there. Or being able to eat whenever I can, nap yeah. without anyone judging me. True. You? Well, you know, I love to cook, as I've said in a few previous episodes. So for me, I love the fact that I've been able to just fry a plantain whenever I want to. For our African listeners, plantain. I have been able to fry plantain or plantain in Platinos. the morning. <laughs> in the afternoon, mm. in the evening, you know, just being able to start food prep. Like sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll just start prepping food and start seasoning chicken. So I have loved being able to do that. Um, and also just being able to like serve Dwayne and um, just being able Aww. to be like, oh, babe, do you want anything for breakfast? And just making poached eggs. It's so random. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like making food for people is like my love language, but just being able to, you know, work from home but be able to like cook and you know serve others has been a real benefit yeah. for me um yeah i think the only tricky thing with working from home is very like you mm. we love working yeah so like even yesterday i got back from an interview um recording something and i started doing work mm. and then it was 10 o'clock and then i literally had to put myself to bed like i was like nope let me go bed before mm. I overwork myself. Yeah, I think it's about boundaries, isn't it? Mm. Like, there's one thing that I read, and this was probably about last year, and I read, um, just because I'm um, at home doesn't mean I'm available. Yeah. And I think just maintaining those boundaries where, okay, yes, we're working from home, but this is family time. This is me and my husband time. Mm. Don't be calling me at 10 p.m. to say, oh, I need you to send me something for work. <laughs> no, 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 boundaries. Um, but yeah, aside from that, we need to talk about something that's current. We need to talk about something that's going on. Just so that you know that we're recording this now, okay? Uh-huh. Right now, 
this game petrol business Mm-mm. this petrol business i don't even want to touch base on it for too long but i'm praying for you guys if you need petrol <laughs> don't come and holler at me because my car is diesel and she needs filling up as well very soon <laughs> but i just feel like people just got a bit mad it's crazy and do you know what i saw one of my friends snapped and he's like Oh, you should have moved out of London a long time ago. Up mm. in Essex, it's fine. Yeah. And I just think we love to panic by. And yeah. Even that, like, it's just traffic everywhere. I know. I just want to get to work. Trust. Why, why Trust are you me. disrupting me? Trust a, a me. A simple two-minute journey is now four hours. I know. I was very tempted to get the train this morning, but then the weather was as awful, so I was <laughs> like, I need to drive. But yeah. anyway, we are not on here to talk about petrol and talk about drama. We are here to hear a little bit more about Shay's story and specifically um, about the benefits of youth work. So um, as some of you may know, um, both Shay and I have um, worked or served within a, a capacity of working with young people. Mm. Um, and I think it's important that um, our listeners and especially those who have young kids or work with young kids understand how important it is and in doing so we're also going to find out a little bit more about Shay you know we've had um, a little bit of a, a talk about Shiv at one point and the wedding but I want you guys to know the show that I know I mean you guys will <laughs> never know the show that I know Yaga <laughs> <laughs> you will never know that Shay <laughs> but there is a, a side to Shay that you guys definitely um, need to know about and her story and I'm excited to to share a little bit about that today um so Shay just to start us off tell us about your story tell us about who you are and how you got to where you are you know your journey so I'm Shay as all of you know if you don't know where have you been um <laughs> I'm from St Vincent Dominica mm-hmm. which is very important to me because they're the two best islands in the Caribbean oh I'm a Londoner born and read East London um, and I think that sets who I am and I think mm. just that character, my background is a big part of who I am. So I was raised in East London. Um, I love East London with all my heart. I still think it's the best part of London. <laughs> um, and why do I share that? Because I think that's a big part of my identity. Mm. Um, so growing up in East London, obviously I grew up, I was a teenager in the early 2000s. That's mad to say early <laughs> 2000s. Some of these like, weren't even born then. <laughs> I know. You know. Some of my young people, yeah, they're like, I was born in 2008. And you're I'm like, like, what? I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so early 2000s, around London, that's where you started to get people representing the area. I mm. think there was a big split between North, East, South, West and all of that. Mm. Um, and I think I got introduced to the urban life very young just because of where I lived. And um, cut a long story short, I did have a good childhood, just throwing that one out there. But I entered secondary school and, and for many young people and even adults, you will know when you enter secondary school and become a teenager, that's when you start to think a lot about your identity, who you are who you want to be, you look for the future. Mm. Um, And for me, I didn't, when I entered secondary school, I knew a lot of people. Um, And I didn't want to be the person who, I didn't want to be what we call a boffin. I wanted to be someone quite popular, if that makes sense, or Mm. someone well-known, but also someone who achieved. So I hung around with everyone, Mm. but particularly those who were involved with quote-unquote gangs and all of that malarkey. Quite a long story short, at the age of 14, um, just because of the life that I was living, I had a fight outside my house and got stabbed. And that was a life-changing 
moment for me because I think it opened my eyes to the reality of what being in the hood is like Mm. but also started to put barriers on my heart and on my life Mm. and but what's really amazing and it was those moments where I was really introduced into youth work introduced Mm. to care and, and people who love you outside of your family so when I was 14 and I got stabbed I think I shared this before, but uh, a youth worker, a Christian youth worker who lived on my estate invited me uh, to her house and started sharing the gospel with me. And I obviously I ignored it because I didn't care at the time. My life was so caught up in drama. My friend just died. Things weren't right in my life that I didn't want to hear about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But actually she, she continued to share the gospel, continued to tell me how much God loved me. Mm-hmm. And then she... Um, said that I'm praying for you and those words held so much weight to me so I remember going home thinking about why she praying for me and da 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 and then a week after she was like come to my house I believe I want to share something with you um she said that God has a word for me and I didn't really care about God's word but you know when you're cocking you're like yeah let me go along (laughs) so I went along and she was like I believe that God wants you to go on mission to America I got really excited because I thought it was a free trip slash holiday <laughs> to America. I didn't know what mission it was. Um, for those who don't know what mission is, mission is when you go, well, to a different country or serve a community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in a different country, but you serve a community for a period of time mm-hmm. in, in a nutshell. Um, so I went to... I agreed, went to America a year after. That's when I would say that was my first time I really done youth work mm-hmm. um, because we were serving a community. We'd done a summer school um, and we were just serving that local community and I really liked helping people who at that time were my age and mm. older. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, that's really it. good. Thank you for sharing and just thank you for being so open. Like, I, I personally have heard your story many, <laughs> many times, yeah. but it, it never gets old. It's always equally as inspiring um, just to hear about your journey, especially what you've gone through from such a young age and mm. to see how far you've come. And now that then people can understand why you're so passionate about what you do and, and the impact that you make in young people's lives because... It's almost as if, like, do you see yourself in them? Yeah, a hundred percent. Every, even at my my new workplace, there's one child in particular, and I, mm. I look at her and I'm like, <laughs> "You are me." You know, if I had some, I, I did. I had Kathy and Lauren, but if I had someone who understood me completely mm. and supported me, I think I would have made better choices. Yeah. Um. So I see young people, I see problems, and I'm like, "Come, let's." Mm let's work this out let's mm-hmm. guide you and i think that's a, an important thing that's really good so you mentioned um your old youth leaders kathy and lauren mm. now in what other ways did youth work impact you as a young person we can talk about secular youth work which is just youth work sort of just maybe not you know not from a christian background or mm. a religious perspective it's just kind of doing community stuff but then we also have like church youth work that we mm. do now lauren and kathy i'm assuming they were like church yeah work was it mixed secular as well so was it like with community kids yeah okay and like how did that impact you at that time because obviously they're sharing things with you that you probably didn't really want to hear but did they give you like opportunities i know you mentioned um how you were able to go to america what other opportunities did they 
give you yeah um, just so people know like the kind of things that youth workers are doing for young people yeah so friday club which mm-hmm. is what it was called <laughs> so long ago it was based at the local church but mm-hmm. it was for everyone on the estate so it was mm-hmm. mixed so we'll play games like pool typical youth club stuff mm-hmm. and then there was always a god slot which okay. by the time god slot came we sort of blanked out like mm. but we always respected and honored those who were leading yeah because they played a big part of our life so we was doing that um we had opportunities they took us to um i went spring harvest mm-hmm. with them i had opportunities to go to different like watch plays mm-hmm. just different random activities actually That's good. and i think for them it was nice to have just a place to go to mm-hmm. consistently where even if I didn't care about the God slot or whatever but it was a safe place yeah, of course. and they would always speak to me they would check up on me and if I was angry or upset mm-hmm. they were people to talk to really yeah. and I think with a lot I know I've just mentioned getting stabbed but actually with a lot of stuff that I've gone through such mm-hmm. as things at home yeah. my best friend dying yeah. friends dying Scott dying and all stuff like that they mm-hmm. were the go-to people just to what what do I do how yeah. do I cope how do I grieve how do I do this that's so good. all the questions that I had in life that's really good they were that they were present no that's amazing and I think it's important for people to know that um, youth work isn't just keeping kids busy it's actually mentorship it's support it's comfort it's counselling and it's opportunities as well like can mm. you share any opportunities that you were given like because you know sometimes in youth work you get young people from maybe as young as you know eight and sometimes you can have them up until they're 18 yeah. and because they're in this kind of quotation mark youth work system mm. they can go two ways they can then decide right I actually want to give back to my community now. I want to give back to the young people that I know. Um, or they can also say, actually, I'm done now. I want to do my own thing. I want to go on the road. But for those who are maybe looking for an opportunity, whether it's like work experience or volunteering, yeah. what kind of things were, you know, opened up for you um, through youth work? Did they get you to do any workshops or like lead anything? Yeah. Do you know what? We've, so with Lauren and Kathy at Friday Club, we would do drama rehearsals drama plays perform in front of churches but actually as I got older um about 16 when I started college um I joined a drama company mm-hmm. and there was a youth worker called Charmaine Charmaine if you're listening I love you mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. um like she's a youth worker that I still speak to now mm-hmm. um we've always kept in contact over the years and I remember Charmaine would like we would have drama like drama sessions mm-hmm. immediate um and then I would just be that kid who would just sit at the back and like you look act and I'll chill. But actually we had a play called Cocoa Butter, which was a remix of like an urban version of Greece. Mm. And we all had to audition. So I auditioned for a part, but I didn't think I was gonna get it and mm. Charmaine gave it to me and I was like oh. <laughs> I was so excited and that in itself gave me confidence because I then my role was like one of the main characters so then I had the confidence to public speak I had to do a monologue Mm -hmm. I had to dance I had to do everything which was fun but also Charmaine gave me an opportunity to have a job in youth work so Mm -hmm. earning legit money it was decent money from my age um and that was quite significant so I became a peer educator so a young leader in some cases mm-hmm. and I remember going on to the estate so I'm about 17 18 so context um at the age of 17 and 18 uh, I lost 
about 10 friends, wow. Danielle being one of them. And I, I will always bring up her name because I think that was a shock to me how she died and stuff like that. So mm. um, that, and I remember going on to the estate doing, um, in Hackney, Kingshold, doing an EBYT, which is a state-based youth uh, theatre. So we had to recruit young people, bring them in, and they had a week to come up with a play. And it was around the big blue fence, which mm. was around the Olympics. So before the Olympics were made, around the site, there was a big blue fence. And, mm. um, so we created that. And I remember meeting two young people in particular. There was one guy who, um, I remember just meeting him and just his bars and just what he spoke, he reminded me of me. Mm. And just his hurt and pain, he lost friends and stuff like that. And I just wanted to help him. Mm. And we sat down for that week, two weeks, helped him write bars and stuff like that. And that birthed something within me to be like, actually, instead of studying science and be a forensic scientist, I want to help kids who are like me so that one, they don't go through what I've been through, mm. but also have a support network of people who understand, yeah. who who's doing something better. Now, I weren't that far ahead in life as mm. him at the time, him and, and the other person. However, I was just that step ahead mm. to be like, actually, I know the roads ain't right. Mm. I'm trying to go legit, come mm. legit with me. I thank God for Charmaine because she saw potential in me. She took a risk because I could have said no or I could have gone off the rails and stuff like that. But she took a risk with me, mm. which has actually played a part to who I am today. Yeah. And I, I totally believe that God was overseeing that as well because mm. I think God places people in your life for a reason. Amen. Um, and it's that. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. Thank you for, for sharing that in that depth as well. And just, mm. again, I always continue to thank you for sharing because there are certain things that you know part of your life that you would probably prefer to keep you know to yourself but the fact that you're able to 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 share it right now is definitely um a sign of strength and i guess sign of healing as Mm. well um so okay let me try catch up here now so (laughs) you've then said that you've transitioned into doing youth work within hackney Mm -hmm. now i remember now guys i'm not from hackney but i have (laughs) i have family in hackney now as for shay when I was at I was at uni at the time, and yeah. I remember I used to meet Shay more or less every day after uni. I went to <laughs> London Met, <laughs> and um, whoop, whoop, yeah, yeah, North London near to the Emirates Stadium. Beep, 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 beep. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I used to meet Shay in Hackney, and I got a bit more confident in Hackney walking through. This was before it was gentrified. <laughs> so walking through Hackney used to get our Caribbean food and stuff, yeah. um, and that's when you was um, uh, working within youth work. Yeah. Now, how many years? were you there and um, this was Frampton wasn't it yeah so how long were you there for and then we'll talk about what happened after so I've been working in Hackney since I was about 17 so mm-hmm. 10 years okay in essence so I done EBYT mm-hmm. took a break and then I started working on Frampton Park with Hackney Quest mm-hmm. um, my favourite place ever so I was at, with Hackney Quest we worked this out the other day. It opened 2012 mm-hmm. and I left 2017. So I was there for only five years, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that place, man. I loved it too. So <laughs> for me, it was nice to be able to, you know, get out of my usual Ilford, Chadwell Heath and <laughs> yeah. just have, you know, different faces, different stories. But essentially, like, youth work is the same wherever you go. Definitely. I think, well, in London, I can't speak for the guys up north because I feel like we all experience different things. But yeah. I do think it's important that other youth workers from different regions 
have some experience mm-hmm. in what we go through in London and vice versa yeah. because that's the only way we can relate to one another that's the only way we can support we can't just keep you know putting on sessions um about a certain thing that doesn't relate to young people yeah um but yeah I digress so so now you've 2017 you've transitioned out of um youth work within Hackney and you're going you go into church ministry mm. so what happened with that what made you go into church ministry let's rewind back to about 2014 2015 mm-hmm. so working in Hackney working on Frampton was amazing um the young people were amazing we done things took them to city hall wow. we took them out of London, we done, created songs, got them into jobs, gave, gave them loads of opportunities, taught them new skills, which is a key thing. We got them to cook. We made apple crumble. Uh, we also <laughs> kicked young people out. Like it, We were a family. Whilst I was working in Hackney, obviously I was serving at our local church. Mm. And in 2015, uh, one of my young people died um, from getting stabbed and even now as I'm speaking, it it breaks my heart mm. um, because we, we was with him a few weeks before, we was doing a drama workshop and him dying just broke me. Mm. Like I've had young people die, well I had people around me die, I had young people get stabbed but actually having a young person that you invested in, yeah. you know, gun and knife crime is something that I'm so passionate about because I've seen it break lives, I, I know mm. the effect that it's had on me. And, and mothers and stuff like that. And losing him, I just broke down. Yeah. Um, you would have seen my snaps. Uh, yeah. Some of my friends were just getting on to me, just praying for me, supporting me. And I, I just had enough. And I remember speaking to uh, I, the youth pastor at the time, Daniel, um, and saying, look, enough is enough. I'm fed up of giving young people a positive message. I said, look, the only real way of getting out the hood isn't so much doing good things it's you need to be transformed and the only way people are truly transformed is through jesus and i got really frustrated that the fact that i couldn't really share my faith with my kids because of i was in quote-unquote secular youth work um and I, i i saw that here when i was able to share my faith with some of these kids it made a difference Mm. um and i'm not saying that secular youth work doesn't make a difference because it does and Mm. i'm still very much in that now Mm -hmm. but i was just broken so i was i was just frustrated and i remember i was teaching at the time as well um and i remember we done a six week here at at our church and we done young apprentice Mm -hmm. so i was here every single day with the kids Mm -hmm. and i really loved it because we was teaching them business skills At the same time, we was able to... <laughs> I had an argument with C4. <laughs> C4, we love you now, but boy, <laughs> I had an argument with C4 because it doesn't matter why. <laughs> and then um, straight afterwards, God was like, you need to go up to her and pray with her. Mm. And it was that element of I could truly be a Christian and truly be myself, and I loved that. So I quit my job in teaching. I, I come into the office with Pastor Daniel and said, look, I've resigned and I'm coming to serve youth um and pastor daniel uh, was amazing he, he was an amazing mentor still is an amazing mentor to both of us yeah. and he journeyed through gave me the opportunity to lead uh, mm. our, parts of our youth ministry at the time um and i really loved that i loved being able to boldly share my faith i love telling people about jesus or being mm. an evangelist as people say but i also love practically helping people so <laughs> i served here as an intern for two years mm. and then 
our pastor came up to us and offered me a job as outreach coordinator, which means that I stepped away from youth and solely focused on reaching our local community. And it, it was a weird transition. I loved it because mm. I think the the youth work intern prepared me for it. Yeah. But actually fully stepping away from Hackney was heartbreaking because imagine, yeah. these kids that I've been with for five years, sometimes a bit longer, families and stuff like that, I'm, I'm saying bye. Mm. Um, but it was never been a real bye because I've always gone back. Like mm. I was there the other day and um, one kid who was now 16, he was 11 when I left, um, he was like, you know what, Shay, you know what, you had me, you know. Nah, you stuck it on me. And I was like, what are you talking about? I said you was a naughty kid. Of course I did. He's like, nah, you know what, one day you and James sat down and spoke to me about just gangs and not being in the hood, and I've always held on to that, and that's why I've never really gotten into that. Mm. You know, and that means so much to me. Like, in youth work, you don't really get thank yous. You don't really mm. know your impact. A lot of it, you see the result of your work years after, but mm. for him to remember that moment, and I see him five years later, yeah. and he shares that, that's a win for me. It means that at least I've done something right in those years there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it. No, that's, I love, I love what you shared and and I, I think just hearing that like like young people don't like to be told off they don't <laughs> like to listen but they love they love um that accountability mm. they need boundaries like young people children and young people need boundaries and yeah. they need to know look I'm here for you but I will stick it on you yeah. in an instant. Like, if you're doing the wrong thing, I'm going to tell you about it because your friends might not be doing it, but it's my responsibility to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that I do. Yeah. And even if you don't see that young person, you might bump into them. I know, Shay, you're always <laughs> bumping into people, whether it's old colleagues or people you went to school with, and, you know, they'll always remember what you have shared with mm. them. So you then, um, you left youth work and then you began to focus on evangelism. Now, one thing I know about Shay is Shay has the father's heart. She cares about mm. people. She is an evangelist. She loves to tell people about Jesus. That's what you're passionate about. Um, now, did you... I don't want to say, like, did you not feel fulfilled just doing evangelism? Was there an element where you missed youth work? Was there something that was kind of drawing you back? Like, what kind of kept you doing evangelism for as long as you did? I think I've always done a mixture of evangelism, especially being at our church. I've always done a mixture of evangelism and youth work. And mm -hmm. I think the very first thing God asked me to do when I was 14, 15, was to go on to America on mission, which mm. was youth work and evangelism. So I think that's always been a part of me. Did I miss youth work when I had to f drop it? Yeah, man. Mm. But I was always involved. So we'd done girl talk. Mm -hmm. I would speak at youth. I would, uh, our outreach was on a Friday, so I'll pop into youth and say hello to the kids. Um, I did miss it, but I did feel that at the time, God was calling me to develop something else and mm. I don't regret taking a step back from youth ministry at the time and I don't regret fo fully focusing on evangelism because I've met great people, partnered up with great things and and had amazing opportunities with that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, but I think I did miss the kids. Yeah, I could see it in you. Now, bearing in mind, Shay and I were working together. Same office. And same office, <laughs> same name. Pippi's like, ah, how do you guys get any work done? And I'm like, um, we get work done when you're not in here. <laughs> you're distracting <laughs> Literally, us. you're distracting us. Um, but it was a blessing to be able to work with you. And Shay has covered me and advocated for me um, whilst I was, you know, heading up the kids' ministry. Um, and Shay still had a foot in doing a bit of youth work here as well as the evangelism side but so Shay you were here at, at City Gates working as an outreach coordinator for about five years is that correct I think yeah four and a half five, yeah. yeah and then I believe God called you back into youth work he yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> tell us a bit more about that when you transitioned back into youth work in 2020 yeah so lockdown 2020 so March 2020 um you know when we first got the news about lockdown, I thought it was going to be three weeks. We all did. So I was like, <laughs> so even I was like, oh, I'll have my birthday party, you know, in a few weeks. It's fine. I still haven't celebrated my 30th. Oh we my will do gosh. that. <laughs> Two years later. I might do my 35th. But, <laughs> you know, so all of that was happening. And actually, I took a break from, I couldn't do my job because I couldn't go out on the streets as much. And so and a lot of other stuff was happening. In that moment, I'd done a lot of soul searching, yeah. a lot of time, God, what is this? There's this virus that's coming. And actually everything that I thought was important isn't important anymore. Mm. Um, I, I can't do anything that I really want to do. God, what are you calling me to do? What is important? And obviously throughout those that time we had George Floyd, like the yeah. Black Lives Matter movement. We had our, our friends' parents passing away, mm. not being able to see friends. Life was different. And mm. I just really felt within myself that I wanted to make an impact mm. I wanted to help people and it frustrated me that I was stuck in my house mm. I couldn't really do much um I couldn't help people young people parents I was just stuck and I was like god I want to make an impact I want to make a difference from you what what are you saying and obviously stuff happened with my family which gave me a real wake-up call to what's happening in the hood mm. and I always say I've, I've got a line that says I've got a heart for the hood, which is an organisation that helps churches reach the hood, but also help young people come out of the hood. Mm. Um, and even that, going back to that saying and reminding that, that was a saying that me and our good friend Hannah, mm. me and Hannah used to speak on BBM days. <laughs> and um, What is BBM, <laughs> for those who don't know? <laughs> BBM is a Blackberry messenger. <laughs> It was a black phone where you would just ping, ping, ping. My <laughs> pin, I still remember it. What was mine? Two, uh, 3388 FE or something. That was mine. I can't remember mine. Either way. Anyways, <laughs> and uh, I still got the message actually. Hannah and I was, was talking and I think it was after youth one time and we was just sharing our passions and Hannah said that she's got a heart for the lost and, and the marginalised and those who are rejected. Mm. And she pursued supporting those. And I responded, I've got a heart for the hood. That's how we've always kept ourselves accountable is that we will go back and forth and with that. And in that moment of a pandemic, I realised I really want to go back and help people mm. from my background because I think gun and knife crime is so... It's big mm. and we don't negate that, but actually that is a result of things that have happened in people's lives, parents' yeah. lives and environments, which also goes back to the hurt of mankind, which goes the root of all that we're doing is sin and how yeah. do we bring 
God's kingdom. So I really felt God call me back into that. And it was funny because my manager, my friend, he sent me the job, um, the application form for the job that I have now. And I remember messaging him saying, oh, I would love to do this, <laughs> but sorry, one, it's in South London and two, it's just not for me. I love my job right now. Mm. Um, and then in August of that year, I really felt God saying no. I, I spoke to my mentor um, and I really felt God saying, look, go for it, apply yeah. for it. Um, so I applied for the job on the last day of handing in the application form, which is crazy. Mm. My interview was two days after. Um, and then two weeks after, I, I, well, no, a week after I got the job and then I left. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. So now you are based in South London. Yes. How ironic, because you <laughs> always used to talk about South London, like, oh, South London this, South London that. I am from East. <laughs> Tell us about life in South London, working in South London, life on the Patmore Estate. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I work on the Patmore Estate um, in South London, which I love with all my heart. And it's funny because just the other day, two years ago, Vix and I were arguing over East and South. We've always done that. And I was cussing South London and really the tables have turned. Um, and I think God has a sense of humour. And even within that, what, what I learned is that, yes, I have a heart for the hood and I have a heart for East London, but I, I love people and I love London. And I, it doesn't matter where I am. I just want to see people do better, yeah. live better, see life differently, and if God wills, know Jesus. Mm. Um, so yeah, working in South is fun. I have to say South London has better food. I agree. Um, oh, there's a place here, anyways, I'm not giving free promos, <laughs> but there's a place that I go to almost, I order food from there at least is twice it Caribbean a week. It's Caribbean food? It's Caribbean. I need to come then. Oh, my kids, my kids are like, oh, what are you eating? Is it yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I'm not doing no free promo. No free promo. <laughs> but then I can get my roti and oh. my drinks. And I went to a chicken shop the other day. Uh, this is so off topic. They had super malt in a chicken shop. Wow. I said, huh? South not that London I eat chicken is, and chips. But. South London is different, man. South London is different. But it's a vibe. <laughs> and I think I'm doing a lot of self-discovery whilst yeah. being on there because it's it's one thing being a youth worker in an mm -hmm. area that you know well. Mm -hmm. But it's another being a youth worker in a completely new environment yeah. with no links, no ties, and actually, are you still good? Yeah. So I learnt, one, that I'm a good youth worker, but two, I also learnt that the problems are still the same and yeah. people need help. And yeah. the role of a youth worker, you know, we, we wear many hats. We're mm. auntie, we're yeah. mum, yeah. we're big sister, we're yeah. teacher, we're friend yeah. somewhat, we're uh, advisor, we're social workers, we're assistants, counsellors, <laughs> we're everything. Uh, <laughs> Caretakers. I lost... Listen, I don't clean up half of my kitchen. <laughs> I cross them. But we play so many roles and, and the fact that we can impact mm. so many young people, it makes a difference. And I think I've just seen the fruit of just being a listening ear to yeah. someone, the fruit of young people coming in from all different backgrounds with all different problems, yeah. sitting down saying, hey, Shay, this is what's happening. And us being problem solvers as a youth worker, of like course. we've had young people find work, we've had young people leave gangs, we've had young people move house, we've had young people just do so many great things. Mm. Um, and that's not me tooting my own horn, it's because there's an organisation, there's a group of people that love and care for right. people. And our vision statement at my workplace is, 
we want to have a community where young people grow with a healthy sense of trust resilience and hope for the future mm-hmm. so we we want them to trust adults and, and people around them we want them to be resilient life is going to hit you mm-hmm. but how do you overcome that you don't need to take drugs you don't need to do this but you you need to just push through yeah. these are the skills to have it and hope for the future mm-hmm. life on patmore isn't the beat when end all. what's next mm-hmm. and i love that it's it's beautiful to see so yes now i love that you've shared you know the importance of youth work and and just how key it is for youth workers in a young person's journey because you really get to shape and support them in many walks of life you mentioned career you mentioned life you mentioned home um, Mm. and i think that's so important and i think what equally is important shay Mm. is that you know what you've shared in your story is very unique because some might be thinking right i've never heard a woman go through this Mm. i've never experienced or known anyone who's gone through what what shay has gone through um and obviously i'm here sat in front of you and i I know you as shay but in some places you're (laughs) seen as just a woman in some places you're just seen as a black woman as Mm. well so could you tell me the importance of being a young and a black (laughs) and a female young black female youth worker (laughs) I love the fact that you're calling me young. My kids call me old. Imagine <laughs> one of my kids thought I was 40. Oh, not Anyways. far, not far. I'm joking. <laughs> if you saw the look that I gave her. Um, can I be real? I, I've always been the young black female. Mm. Amongst my friends, we've got age mates, we've got friends who are running great organisations. Stephen with Box mm. Up and Gav with Reach Every Generation. And we all started together here. Yeah. Like, talking about it was an idea and I've always been a female among men Mm. and I think not there's so many females who've gone through what I've been through and worse um but we never really share our story we never put it out there and it's maybe because I don't know them Mm. but I feel like it's important because young people need role models Mm. and it's so much easier to see someone who's like you you know like even to this day when I see women speak on stage at church Mm. I get really excited and and when they're a black woman and Caribbean I'm like (laughs) that's that's me you you understand me you understand Mm. my needs and I think it's just important from people from all walks of life and one of the things I'm doing at my youth club and even with Heart for the Hood I'm, Mm. I'm making sure that each volunteer or staff member represents the local community so that you can see yourself in that person Mm. and it's not just this type of person or that type of person who makes these choices um but yeah it's lonely Mm. i sit in meetings with men Mm. and then i'm always but it's always been like that i've always been the minority yeah whether it's in church i'll be in church in the church world and there's a a group of white middle-class people predominantly speaking about how we should reach the local community and I'm not white middle class mm. or it's been in we're in youth work and in South London it's quite different because there's quite a few black workers but actually yeah. in youth work I've been that person who's a female sharing what girls need or what the boys need mm. and it's just that balance so yeah what you've said is really key and and I think for Shay and I being young black women especially in ministry mm. um I think what we're doing is almost, I don't want to say setting the benchmark, but it's like that representation so that 
you know, our little sisters and our nieces and our future daughters yeah. can see someone who looks like them yeah. and doing inspirational things. So, like, for me, growing up, um, you know, as soon as there was a black female kids worker or mm. or um, someone on TV, so, like, Gemma Hunt yeah. or Angelica Bell, like, these are, like, my favourite people to watch on CBB, CBBC. Mm. Um, and, and little plug, I got to meet Gemma Hunt <laughs> Shay. You're and welcome. I interviewed her, and that for me was a huge moment yeah. because I grew up as a young, black, insecure girl who watched TV and didn't see anyone who looked like me. And I know me and Gemma, we don't look nothing alike, but to have someone um, on the screen or on the stage who represented what I was about was inspirational. Mm. Um, so even now, like within ministry, to being able to sit under uh, people like Anushka McEwen yeah. and, and Shireen Agbalusi and Olivia Amate, that these all are inspirational Auntie women, aren't like Auntie Vell Thompson, even our friends, you know, Naomi Nelson, to have yeah. people who <laughs> look like us in the mission field means the world. And that's what these young people need. Mm. Um, and obviously we get really passionate in speaking about all things about women and girls. Um, because there's a huge part of like Shay and I's life and um, that also played a part in our journey which is Girl Talk yeah. now I think we've touched on it before but Girl Talk is our annual girls only youth conference that takes place at City Gates every year and this year we are actually celebrating our 20th birthday I Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! cannot believe that <laughs> now I first went to Girl Talk as a young person I was about 11 or 12 I can't remember how old I was but I remember going every single year and it was in 2012 so Shay you would been 22 mm-hmm. so i would have been 1920 mm-hmm. and i got asked to host it and i'd never really hosted anything before i'd been doing youth work and you kind of just do sessions and stuff but i got asked to host and i've been hosting since and i um mm. recently became the coordinator about three or four years ago mm. um, so we're very passionate about getting young girls together letting them know about their identity yeah. who they are in christ but not only that Girl talk isn't just a, a day thing. It isn't just a chance to you know get rid of your daughters for the day. <laughs> it is an opportunity for women, girls to just gather together, mm. to have fun, and um, um, to to sit down and hear like different seminar speakers. Shay is one of our speakers this year, which yeah. is incredible. We're <laughs> excited to have her. Now you guys have all the more reason to come down. And um, we also have a DJ. We have inflatables, popcorn, candy floss, mm. the best jollof rice in all of East London. It is just an incredible Ooh. day where girls can just get together and find out a little bit more about themselves and just have a chance to be themselves, be mm. free. You know, sometimes you really have to just separate from distractions. And this is what Girl Talk's all about. So this year's conference is taking place on the 6th of November and we're going to plug some more information about where you can get your tickets from. Tickets are only £10. That mm-hmm. is like nothing. Small change. That's like <laughs> meal at Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> it's small change. But um, but yeah, we're looking forward to, to this year's Girl Talk. Again, it's our 20th birthday. So we want to invite you guys, invite any young people you know. Shay, you got anything else to say about yeah, Girl Talk? Yeah, just a, an important thing about Girl Talk, like Shiv said it, both Shiv and I grew up with girl talk I did mm. I, I think my first one I was a bit old towards the end but actually it shaped us and I'll yeah. never forget I say this all the time there was it was the army uh, mm. theme stand your ground yeah stand mm. your ground um, and I'll never forget there was a, a, a speaker who was just speaking about just pain and she was walking around the room marching around the room and that spoke volumes to me that sparked something in me and it was actually at girl talk where 
Anushka, one of the years, she was like, Shay, you've got a real heart for people, a real evangelistic heart. Mm. I want you to lead outreach. Mm. And that was handing out flyers. And that spoke volumes to me because Anushka saw something in me mm. that actually, yet again, years on, mm. I'm doing. And that's that's why it's important to have youth workers. That's yeah. why it's important to be around people who can speak life to you because as you as adults as people who are a little bit further in the journey we can see stuff and call it out yeah. um so please get if you can get down like she said it's the 6th of november 2021 it's for girls between the ages of 11 and 18 90. 90 i was gonna say 90 and if you're a youth worker yeah. you're also invited if you're a, a, a mother who like to chaperone you are also invited you get a discounted ticket because that just you know includes food and the activities and stuff so if you need any more information you can shout us on the shiv and shay podcast but also our girl talk pages at girl talk social Shay, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. There is so much more to you (laughs) and I can't wait to um, dive into that a little bit more and and touch on a few more things that God is doing in your life. Mm. Um, But I think we should close in prayer now. Would you like me to pray? Are you going to pray? Because I feel like this is your your zone. (laughs) But you're the prayer. I know. (laughs) You say that all the time. She is. She's a prayer warrior, man. (laughs) God answers her prayers. But yeah, let's pray. <laughs> I think like just to pray for two things for young people. Um, like this is all things youth work, but actually young people need prayer and I, I do think it's our responsibility as adults, those who are a little bit older, even if the child's someone who you don't know, mm. talk to them, man. Mm. Like I was in an interview yesterday and each young person went through some stuff. And they said, I just wanted someone to listen to. Yeah. You know, I, I'm maybe because it's how God's wired me, but we could be on the bus, we could be out. And if a young person's doing something out of line, I would talk to them about it. Yeah. Um, and nine times out of 10, we become friends and then we journey. But yeah, so I'm going to pray for young people and, and also youth workers. Mm. Um, so yeah, Father God, I, I just thank you for this episode. I really pray that it touches just people's hearts and minds and lives, Lord. And um i pray that whatever you want people to get from this that they will get it lord that this may even spark some people to do youth work this may even encourage young people to find a youth club and a safe space lord i i thank you for the youth clubs around london and beyond that are safe spaces for young people i pray for every young person Mm -hmm. who may be listening to this lord i pray that you just bless them i pray that you you would just let them know that things will be okay let them know of your love father and we pray for youth workers who may be struggling who may be feeling that they're not doing good enough lord i pray that you would just give them the strength to continue going give them the courage to just do a good job father to listen to advocate for young people to be a role model for young people and actually in years to come they will see the fruit of their labor um yeah lord i just pray this all in your precious and mighty name amen amen Amen. oh it's been amazing it's been so good and what's even more special that we've been able to film it together so hopefully editing won't take too long (laughs) (laughs) we'll find out also and find out tune in to the next episode of the shiv and shay podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that's not how we do our exit so i have been shiv and i've been shay and and this is the shiv and shay podcast